Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. This is the 250 Motocross preview show. This is taken directly from the Zoom calls that we did on the Racer X video preview show. So if you wanted this in audio form, here it is. First up, thanks to the folks at Racetech, of course, Racetech.com. Uh, Pulp21 is the code to save. Just call there. Mention PulpMX. They'll dial you in and uh, you get your motor work done, get suspension work done, save a little bit with the folks at uh, Racetech, and they'll certainly uh, show, help you out to show your bike some love. They do motors and suspension for a lot of teams in the pits, Nuclear Blast Yamaha, Chris Blose, among others. Malcolm Stewart used Racetech suspension a couple years ago to win a Supercross up in Canada. So the guys at Racetech certainly know what they're doing, and they can certainly dial you in with whatever you need. So please call there. Get the right spring rate for your bike, get the right uh, oil setting, uh, get your right motor work done, show your bike some love with maintenance, and use the code PULP to save. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the 250 Motocross Review Pod. With uh, the Nationals coming up this weekend, we thought we would get together, myself, Weech, and JT, and uh, talk about what we think is going to happen. Of course, this is taken, the audio is taken from the video uh, Zoom uh, that we did uh, that's on RacerX Online as well. So if you want to see our faces with some highlights and everything else, go to RacerX Online and watch this preview. But if you're just uh, one of those listener type of people, kind of like what I am, then here it is, that show in audio form. So thank you to Fly Racing for making this happen. Of course, flyracing.com. 2021 stuff is great. They've got a lot of cool stuff going on. Their Formula Helmet is amazing. It's uh, super safe with the Rion technology. It's also super quiet, super lightweight. It also, uh, they have the new Formula CC this year with a different shell as well to uh, help the price out. Thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Of course, Zach Osborne's your 450 motocross champion. He wears Fly Racing. Also, want to thank the folks at Renthal. More championships and all the other brands combined. Renthal.com for more information when it comes to Renthal. Guys like Eli Tomac and AC and Sexton and Webb and Marvin and Roxon and so on and so forth. Use Renthal and Renthal bars, uh, sprockets to help their motorcycles uh, work the best. Whether it's 7 8 bar, fat bar, fat bar 36, whatever it is, those guys will dial you in. So thanks to Renthal. Maxxis tires as well. Maxxis.com for more information. Uh, the SGB Maxxis team is ready to take their assault on the uh, Nationals this summer using the Maxxis tires. So please check those guys out. Light truck tires, mountain bike tires. They'll have you all uh, figured out. Motorsport.com. Get your uh, OEM parts. Get your aftermarket parts from Motorsport.com. Free shipping on anything over 79 bucks as well. They do a good job over there at Motorsport.com. So if you shop with another online e-tailer, maybe take your business over to Motorsport and try them out. Uh, of course, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, Motorsport.com athlete 
as well as Ryan Villopoto. So thank you to motorsport.com. Also, thank you to Cobo Links. Uh, all links uh, CNC'd in uh, America, just like the very first one they've done. Help your bike out, uh, increase uh, plushness, and improve your cornering. Cobolinks.com. Use code PulpMX to get 15% off and free shipping. Arma, as well as on board with us, Arma, PulpMX20 is the code to save with Arma. Get some blitz, some fire. Uh, they've got a new uh, hydrate um, stuff out now, powder. I haven't tried it. I don't really know much about it, but it looks new and it looks cool, so I'll know more about it shortly. But I use blitz and fire in my water bottle on a mountain bike to help me for endurance as well as give me some caffeine stimulant. So they'll dial you in, those folks at Arma, if you use the code PulpMX20. It's Onyx Maps as well. I don't get left in the dust this summer. The last thing that we all want as off-roaders is to get lost and stranded when we're out wheeling, right? Download Onyx Off-Road to access 500,000 miles of trails of off-road trails and roads across the nation and into Canada and Mexico. Trails light up green when they're open, red when they're closed, and blue when they're featured with photos. Uh, they got difficulty ratings. Uh, you can download maps for when you're out of cell service. Uh, so limited time, purchase on off-road at 30% off. Now through Memorial Day, get premium access with all the trail info you need for all 50 states for only 21 bucks a year. Up your game with Elite and access everything premium offers plus private Landover, Landover info for all 50 states for 70 bucks a year. Onyx Maps, please check it out. Those guys are great. I use something similar to Onyx. I need to get the Onyx thing and, uh, and work on that. So please uh, check that out. All right, here's the uh, 250 Motocross Class preview show with myself, Weege, some guy named Jason Thomas. Hope you enjoy, and uh, please remember, don't hold us to any of these predictions. Welcome to the Wide Open Class. It's a 250 preview for Lucas Oil Pro Motocross in 2021. All sanctioned by AMA Pro Racing. This is Racer X. I am Jason Wygant, joined by my good friends Steve Mathis, who one time wrenched a KTM rider to an overall win in what was then called the 125 class and is now the 250 class. And Jason Thomas, who raced a lot of these races in a decade-plus pro career, racing in the AMA Motocross National Championship. We talk 250s today in our preview. I do want to thank our sponsors, Fly Racing, New Ray Toys, and Maxxis Tires. Now, look, when we talk 250 class, we always say it's wide open. We always say it's crazy. But a lot of times, there's big established names at the top, and it's pretty obvious who's going to win this title. But I have to say, this year, the we-don't-know-exactly-what-to-expect thing is at a fever pitch. There is one Super established name in his class. It is Jeremy Martin. And beyond that, it's a whole lot of guys who have not been there and done it yet. So that's what makes it intriguing as you look at the 250s. Part one, by the way, you'll find it on our show of the 450 class. So let's talk 250s today. Let's start with Jeremy Martin. Look, you guys, Jason Thomas, Steve Mathis, you never agree on anything. But if Jeremy Martin had a good, solid, healthy Supercross campaign, would you both agree that he would be the heavy title favorite? Would you both have agreed on that, at least? Yes. Yes. Wow. It would have happened. <laughs> but the Moto Gods will not allow Jason Thomas and Steve Mathis to agree on something because we do not have a perfectly healthy Jeremy Martin coming into this summer. He got hurt at the very first turn of the first main event of the year in Supercross, dislocated the shoulder. Heard from J-Mart just a few days ago. The shoulder was out for a long time, as they say with dislocations. It's not how bad it is. It's how long it takes to get that shoulder back in. And they couldn't get it back into the track. He is riding. He is training. He says he does feel good. He feels faster than he did last year when he was on a Honda. Now that he's back with Monster Energy star Yamaha. But he doesn't know if that shoulder can hold out for 24 motors. He thinks so. He hopes so. But JT, 
We've heard this before. There are no guarantees, even for Jeremy Martin this time, coming in with that shoulder injury. Yeah, shoulder injuries are difficult, and especially if you don't really know how it's going to hold up. It's a pretty unnerving feeling as a rider. If you know you have an injury, you've been diagnosed, and you're going to try to suffer through it anyway. Uh, we've seen J-Mart tough through lots of things, right? He's an established champion. I want to say he's the favorite, but man, until I see him show up at Paula and get through a moto and see how strong his shoulder is and, and show me that it can hold up to the torture test that is Lucas Oil Pro Motocross, I'm not sold yet. Uh, it kept him out of all of Supercross. You know, he was my title favorite in that 250 Supercross series that he really didn't participate in. So without any sort of recourse, he didn't get it fixed, it sounds like. So he's going to try to suffer through whatever is ailing him that kept him out of Supercross. I just don't know. Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd hate to draw any conclusions, and I hate to bet on injured riders entering a series, let alone having some sort of injury that they deal with th halfway through. Entering a series injured is never a good way to go. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. And look, I'm not so worried about Paula. I think it's more of you have to have three or four solid months of riding and training during the week and racing. He could be good for seven rounds or nine rounds or 10 rounds, but that yeah. thing could be a problem at any point. Mathis, where are you? We'll get to the Honda Yamaha switch with him in a second, but where are you just with Martin from a favorite as even far as the physical side is concerned? Well, yeah, it's ironic. We're talking about kind of the same things as Jeremy Martin as we did with Wacko, Zacko's Bacco, right? Uh, same kind of thing. Like we're a little bit hesitant, but for people I talk to, and that's as early uh, as late as this morning before this uh, Zoom thing, not so much the shoulder. It's another injury that's going to be an issue. He's got a couple of things going on. So um, I'm not at liberty to say as far as that goes, I was kind of sworn to secrecy a little bit, but it's a shoulder and it's another thing. And so that is definitely making me ponder it a little bit for J-Mart and his title chances uh, for this summer because we, as you nailed it, Man, 24 motos, it's uh, it's no joke. you got to be there the whole time. So real shame if Jeremy can't get this done either and his, his reunion with Star Racing uh, can't get completed for 24 motos. If he races 24 motos, he will be your champion, folks. It's that simple. He ain't going to just struggle through 24 and, you know, kind of tough it out. If he's good to go for 24, I think he wins the championship. But I'm hearing that, uh, yeah, he's coming in a little wounded. Yeah, so that's certainly concerning. Uh, mention the sponsors on the show. I said New Ray Toys. You can get them at your dealership. You can get them at the races or just look up New Ray Toys. Uh, the big superstars of the 450 class. We've got Marvin Muscan and Cooper Webb Bikes. We've got Jason Anderson and Zach Osborne Bikes. We've got Eli Tomac Bikes. And you can see behind me a Ken Roxon bike, Cooper Webb, the Tomac. We've got semis of all the teams. So check out New Ray Toys, Fly Racing for the gear, and Maxxis Tires. We'll get into that a little more as the show goes on. But if Martin, who is really the only established guy, the recent champion, Cincerullo, graduates after winning in 19, Ferrandis graduates after winning in 20, everyone else in this series is looking to get this title for the first time besides Martin. And we saw new guys break through, and a lot of them, in Supercross. The one constant in this class, though, is that these Monster Energy Star Racing Yamahas have been ridiculous. Starting with Martin in 2014, they've won all but two titles. Only Osborne and Cincerullo on other brands were able to win this one. So let's keep it in the house. You're a Blue Crew guy, Steve. I guess it's fair to start with Justin Cooper. He might be the next most established guy in this class, even though he's not won this title before. So Yamaha's got other horses besides Martin. Yeah, I think Umbridge a little bit, Weege, with your term of there's no other established guy. I get that there's no other guys who have won titles, 
Mm-hmm. But Justin Cooper to me is established. I mean, we're going on what year three or four of this kid outdoors, um, many podiums, right? A couple of race wins. Absolutely. He's going to be the next guy. I think him and a couple of Honda guys we're going to talk about here in a second are that next wave of guys that are going to be on my list of, of, of championship contenders. If J Mark can't do the 24. So yeah, I think Justin Cooper, his consistency is so good. That bike, as you mentioned, we so good. Cooper won the championship this year, got that thing done. So would not be surprised. Look, if there's a title pie, and I love title pies, right? J-Mart's getting a big percent of it. My next percent goes to Justin Cooper, uh, even over the uh, Aussie kids there that ride the red bikes. Uh, Justin Cooper's my, my next guy. Oh, okay. And uh, there's Colt Nichols as well, who won a title as well as Cooper. They swept Star Racing, the two Supercross titles. Nichols, a lot of it due to injury. We haven't seen quite the level outdoors as in Monster Energy Supercross for him. So we'll see. Where are you, JT? Are you looking at, hey, these guys are all trying to do it for the first time, or is it a little more of an established group than maybe I'm giving them credit for? Well, I think you're going to see a lot of parity in this class. I really do. Uh, A lot of these guys that we're going to get into, Steve mentioned the Lawrence brothers. I think Austin Forkner is going to win. I think that you're going to see even a guy like Colt Nichols, who really hasn't established himself yet in the outdoor series. I think he's going to take a step forward. I think you're going to see Nate Thrasher come on the scene as we saw in, in that uh, those rounds in Atlanta this year. I think that was a huge confidence booster for him. So I think you're going to see guys all over the map. The one question we already covered was J-Mart, because I think if J-Mart was at full strength, nobody would touch him. I think he would run away with this series, but I just don't know that we're going to get that. That opens the door for everyone else that we're going to get into. And I, I really think there are five, six, seven guys that can win motos. Yeah, so we the Blue Crew has Martin at the top, but we don't know exactly his status. He'll be racing. He should be good. But any moment, it could go bad. You have Justin Cooper, who, as Steve said, has won some races. He's been up front of the points and a ton of podiums throughout his career. Uh, Nichols, we think, is going to take a step forward. Then you've got the rookies with Thrasher and Fry. Christian Craig will actually be racing a 450 for that team. So that's Star Racing Yamaha. Very often, the title goes through them, like it did last year with Ferrandis, Martin, went back to that team. He went back to that team, and he had some serious personality conflicts with that team, and he went back to that team just to get on that bike. That's how good they are. But you never know. Uh, the guy, who I think, in this class that was supposed to be the established guy was supposed to be the guy to beat for the last couple of years was Austin Forkner, who you mentioned, JT, but he has not even raced outdoors, missed it the last two seasons. That is a real question mark. If Austin Forkner can get to the heights that he was supposed to, he's right in it. But he hasn't raced in two years, and he barely raced Supercross this year. Uh, JT, where are you on Forkner this summer? I think his, his opportunity is, is great. Uh, he has to be rubbing his hands together knowing that J-Mart is coming in a little wounded because he, just like us, knows how potent a healthy and strong Jeremy Martin is. Right? He was the only one that could really challenge Dylan Ferrandez last year. So I think if you're Forkner, you're looking at, okay, I'm healthy. And I know it's my time. I'm, I'm kind of surveying the field. And I don't really see anybody that I can't beat. You know Justin Cooper's going to be good. You know the Orange Brothers going to be good. There's a, there's a lot of guys that are, that are going to be a battle. But your main competitor is, is hurting, right? And we'll see what he shows up like. But I think if you're Forkner, you're thinking my chances of success, my chances of winning a championship and per race are just as good as everyone else. So I think he has to be really optimistic about coming into this series. I don't know where he is in his level of preparation. We know he's been riding for quite a while, 
but coming off an injury, you're always kind of like, okay, are you coming in a hundred percent or, you know, because they're, they're so little transparency with these guys. They don't tell us how they're feeling. They don't tell us if the injury's nagging or they're a hundred percent. We never know. Right. Until the gate drops on Saturday in Southern California, we're all kind of speculating, but from here, you know, a week or two out, I think he's going to come out and be at the front. I think he's going to qualify. Well, I think he's going to run up front. Uh, the big question is, can he sustain that over 12 rounds? Cause we really haven't seen that from him. Yeah. I had the chance to talk to Fortner actually earlier today. He would love to come out house of fire. He does say he's healthy. He's been putting in the work. He just says that Western tracks are not the best for him. And he's kind of bummed on that because he would like to make a statement early, mm-hmm. but he's been riding in Oklahoma. He doesn't do the stopwatch nationals of Pala Fox raceway. Like a lot of these guys do. So he feels the first track is a disadvantage for him. He's looking more at the whole summer, which he should, because in the past he's had yep. speed at times, but not enough consistency, but we'll see. Uh, Steve, where are you on Fortner's chances to get back to where he used to be, which was considered a guy who should be winning races? Well, you know what? I think Nichols and Forkner are in the same boat. Uh, Forkner is better than Nichols outdoors. There's no doubt, but they're both very good riders, but man, they can't stay healthy. Forkner has completed the whole series one time, maybe twice as far as with, uh, without being injured. And Nichols is kind of the same guy. Like Nichols at one time, I want to say Colt was third in the points for a while outdoors until some injuries hit. So they can do it, but I just don't know. Like Austin Forkner, I believe 2018 was the last time he was uh, healthy enough to finish the whole series. Yeah. Two years ago now. Yep. I don't know, man. Like I I think it's really tough to say like, look, this zebra has uh, a bunch of white and white black stripes on it. And it's going to change stripes now. Like these guys can't stay healthy for 24 motos. They, they have trouble staying healthy for eight Supercross races. Nichols did this year and he got a title. Great job for that. But man, those two guys have both been hurt a lot. And so to, for me to ask you to stay healthy for 24 races is a lot. So I'm not sure I'm there with those guys. But but I do think I a-, a fork there could get into the mix for sure. But I don't know if he could be there all the way to the end. So I have a question. Do do we have a chance though for him to make that Adam Cincerillo esque jump, right? Because that was that was the book on Adam, right? Speed, talent, everything was there, but the injury and the consistency was always there, right? The lack of consistency with an injury was always there too. That's the same situation we see Forkner, right? Forkner should have won that championship in Supercross. We all can agree on that. Same thing for Adam. He should have won that that you know Vegas meltdown championship as well. I'm not saying that Forkner is going to do that, but I think this is his opportunity is to follow in the footsteps of Cincerillo, mature, find a way to get it done. And then I think everything opens up for you past that. I don't know if he's going to or not, but it would be that same story if he could do that. Oh, for sure. It's the same story. Absolutely. And it's, and he's got the ability to do it. But when I look at Jeremy Martin, he's done it many times. I look at Justin Cooper. He's done it many times. So I kind of like those guys to do it again, but yeah, absolutely. This is the same situation for Forkner. It's all laid out. Look, I'm not a Forkner guy. There's guys that just love this kid. I I see immaturity online, on the bike, off the bike. I see lots of potential. I know he's got a 450 deal ready to go. He's got so much more to me to go until I can be like, yeah, like he's going to be the guy. So that's just where I'm at. Yeah, we're relying on Fortner kind of breaking his own mold here. When I talked to him today, he said he admits his biggest competitor is himself. He's got to get it done. Don't worry about the other riders. He's got to be able to be there for 24 motos first. He's definitely seen the opposite uh, of that far too often. So, okay, that's one guy that can go after those Yamaha guys, that massive 
Star Racing Yamaha team, including Cooper and Martin. Um, are there any other Yamaha riders, maybe someone not even on Star Racing, who should be considered uh, another contender, even if they're not on the Star team? Steve, any? <laughs> are we? Are one we? Come to mind? I'm glad. I'm glad you're bringing it up this early. I thought okay. you were going to screw us all and mm -hmm. wait until late. So I'm glad that you're you're waiting. You're doing it now. Uh, I would have liked about? it. A, uh, I would have liked March a little Club bit earlier. Or what? What? Troll Train, Alex Martin. Okay. Look, I get it. He's experienced. I understand. We didn't get the Supercross title this year. Troll Train shirt representing right now. Not getting Supercross title might be the best thing for us. We've been pounding out motos with Jeremy at Millville. Look, last year on a JGR Suzuki, and God bless those guys. They did a good job. But is that bike as good of a Yamaha as a Yamaha? No. JT, would you agree? I think that I would say that across the board for any bike in the class. Okay. So we're back on Yamaha now. We didn't get – we got – we're fully rested from a Supercross series that didn't go our way. Last year – we didn't race Paula, broke our leg. If you give us the 50 points that we would have gotten at Paula, we're now second overall 50. in the champ in the set in 50. the championship. He was gonna get 50? Oh yeah, one one. He was going one one at Fox Raceway Pala. Okay. If you give us okay. those fifty, if you give us those fifty, we're second overall in the standings. Okay. This is the argument you made to bitch Peyton and he laughed you out of the room. 50, we're second overall. Now, brothers <laughs> wounded, okay? Brothers hurt. Also, so is this argument. Knowledge, intimate knowledge of brothers' injuries, okay? So that helps us out on a Yamaha, fully rested, fulltraining.com, get on board or get out. Right. And get it over with, which is what we did on this show. Okay. So the one, one that we didn't get to see, Hey, maybe he'll get the one, one. We'll get the run one at the end of next week. Right. The opener. We, the man won a moto on an RMZ 250. <laughs> First time in that class since the bomber. Okay. Okay. What can you do on a <laughs> All right. YouTube comments are going nuts because you didn't acknowledge Dungey's wins in that <laughs> class on that bike. Um, Okay, I know you're trying to get Troll Train. You pitch him to Mitch Payton every year. Uh, Mitch Payton is full. He's got Forkner, who we already talked about. Let's talk about some of the other young pro circuit guys. Uh, you've got year two for Joe Shimoda, year one for Seth Hamaker, and the always spectacular, the must-see TV. If you want a reason to spend $5 a month to get NBC and watch every single lap of practice and the motos on Peacock, or if you want to watch on Mav TV and NBCSN, you want to tune in for the Cameron McAdoo show. Cameron McAdoo, Whackers, Ramit, always been wild, always been spectacular. We love it. Uh, he went to another level of that in Supercross. I am hoping for his personal safety that maybe motocross is a little more settled. Do you guys think that'll be the case for McAdoo? Will he be more settled or are we going to see more Whackers? I'll go to you first, JT. I don't think you'll see any change. Uh, I think... The nature of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross, though, you you have more room for mistakes, right? You're not in the tight confines. You're not dealing with uh, Steve's favorite aspect, the tough blocks. Uh, so I think he's a little bit more familiar. He, we've seen him turn in good results outdoors, and we haven't seen as many wild crashes. 
So I think it just allows him more flexibility and it gives him room to make those mistakes. You can get away with more racing outdoors, right? If you make a big mistake, it's not as harsh of a penalty in motocross as it is in supercross. Uh, so I think that helps him now, whether or not he's going to be a championship contender, like he was in monster energy supercross. I don't believe so. I think he'll do well. I think, you know, I think you'll see him on the podium a few times, but I think you'll see him, you know, three to seven quite often, right? You'll see him in fifth in a moto. You'll see him sixth in a moto, you'll see him fourth in a moto several times. Uh, I just don't think you're going to see him winning races like you did in Supercross. Yeah, he has generally been more consistent outdoors than in Supercross. But at the same time, yes, we have not really seen him battle for moto wins yet. Second year of the team. He's got some confidence because it was an improvement in Supercross this year. Steve, where are you? I know you love to watch Ramit. Is Ramit going to be good this year? He's going to take a leap. Fourth, fourth in a moto was his best last summer. Ninth overall in the points. I don't think there's any doubt he breaks both of those uh, records um, going into this year or at the end of this year. He'll get on the box, as JT said. He'll finish uh, fifth or sixth in the points. There will be many highlights still. There won't be any tough blocks, but it doesn't matter if you're by the side of the track and you have your cooler set up with your with your with your with your chairs. Watch out when Ramit comes by because he may knock your ice chest into next week at any point. So just keep an eye on that. He'll be better. I don't think he's ready to take the step of a Forkner, Lawrence's, Jamar area, but he'll be in the mix and he'll be better. And uh, Ramit's awesome. Yeah, we do love Ramit, even off the track. Really good dude. Uh, anyone else on the Pro Circuit team we want to cover here before we move on to our next squad? Jordan Smith, by the way, they just announced shoulder surgery. He is out for the summer. We've barely gotten Jordan at the races the last couple of years. Tough break for him. But you do have Shimoda and uh, Hamaker also on the team alongside Fortner and McAdoo. Anything on either of those guys? Uh, Steve, I think you're coming around a little bit on Shimoda. A little bit, maybe? Nah. Not really. Oh. Um, okay. I think Hamaker could be good. Um, I like Seth. I think he's a tall kid, right? He uh, he's going to be good. He's steady. He's not tall. Seth, he's going to really what? He he's not tall. He's not taller than like a normal guy. Not really. I don't believe he is. But I have not edited it out of observations. Every week you say it, and I just leave it in there to try to make you look <laughs> uh, wrong and incorrect. It's what I do. I'm text him right. I'm going to text him right now. His height. All right, use Wikipedia that says Eli Tomac is five foot nine. No, what's going to happen is whatever the number is, he's going to consider that tall. No, I just texted him right now. We'll find out. Look, I like uh, Schmoda, steady, right? Certainly gotten better. He's going to reward himself with a new deal over there at Pro Circuit, so that's awesome. Uh, he's certainly earned it. Um, he's a surprise. I think Seth's upside is more, though, than Schmoda, right? I, I feel like, again, maybe I need to open my eyes a bit more to Schmoda mania and, and, and jump on that board, but I think Hamaker uh, could be better. Um, we'll take a, you know, we'll be, we'll, could be a better outdoor guy. That was his thing. Weeds, you're the amateur expert here. Wasn't that his thing? Like Seth's better outdoors than indoors? No, I actually would say the opposite because he was very good at motocross, but uh, he was really good when he raced Monster Energy Cup for what it's worth. Not a full supercross, but closer to. So uh, I'm not so sure. I, I think when it comes to Shimoda, I think the he keeps doing well in points because he doesn't get hurt. I'm starting to think that's not just luck. It's been a repeatable thing for him. He might be further toward the front uh, than some people think. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we are finally nearing the point of the show that I know everybody wanted to get to, and that is the buzz, the hype. I mean, look who's got the biggest poster 
from Racer X behind my head. I know y'all want to talk Lawrence Brothers. So I got you roped in at the halfway point of this show. Now I will plug the sponsors again. Jason Thomas, what does Fly Racing have coming? 2021 and a half, 2022 stuff coming soon. Well, we'll get into that, uh, you know, the 2022 stuff come August. But okay. when you get into Wukuko Promotocross, you want to make sure that you have some kinetic mesh racewear. Those hot days, it's purpose-built for airflow. That's literally the entire design behind it. So check your local dealer, your favorite online retailer, and, uh, yeah, get that kinetic mesh. That's what I would recommend for, you know, any days that are hot, which is, hey, that, it's summer. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, new right toys, who I mentioned, check them out. They, they sell them at the races. They sell them. A good chance at your local motorcycle dealership or just look up New Ray Toys uh, via the Google search and find their website. Uh, we've got Rockstar Energy Husqvarna's. We've got uh, factory Hondas like the Ken Rocks and one behind me. Uh, you can consider it a championship edition Cooper Web bike right now with the number two Red Bull KTM. And I would consider this a collector's item because we've got an Eli Tomac number three Kawasaki, and he won't be Kawasaki mounted for long. Maybe a little bit of a Yamaha one someday. So, uh, Steve Mathis, um, you said if you have your ice chest, watch out. McAdoo could knock it over, maybe knock the drink out of your hands. If you want to have more fun at the races, what team would you go to to have the most fun, and what tires does that team run? Oh, yeah, the SGB guys over there. A-Ray, I mean, obviously, look, the over-under on A-Ray, making it through the summer without needing parts is two motos. So that, okay. that'll be interesting. Uh, Maxis.com for more information on those guys. Uh, Jeremy McGrath, of course, developing that MXST tire. And those guys are great over there, man. Whether it's uh, Rod Bell, whether it's uh, Jeremy Smith, who's better outdoors than in, or A-Ray, who keeps it light with his sketchy merchandise, now on sale. Uh, please check out the Maxis SGB guys this summer. Tell them that uh, Pulp MX sent you, and uh, they'll, they'll be having a good time. Also, although JT doesn't talk about it very much, the Fly Racing guys, do a great job with their mountain bike line of clothing. Uh, I would like some pockets, yes. But if I'm not going to have <laughs> pockets, the jerseys, the pants, uh, the shorts, I should say, uh, are very good. They're well-vented. They're lightweight. I enjoy the fly racing gloves, media gloves, when I mountain bike ride. that You use your smartphone with them. So please, if you're into mountain biking this summer, JT shits on mountain biking, but fly racing does make good mountain bike stuff. It is true. The fly racing mountain bike line not developed by JT. Does not, not mountain bike and not does not care about the mountain bike line either. No, by the way, no. And by the that way, Maxis makes great. Wildly untrue. Oh, he 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 doesn't care. And the Maxis makes great mountain bike tires, by the way, as well, and 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 car tires and truck tires and even tires for your trailer. So again, Maxis.com. Now, you listen to the sponsors because you want to hear about. Oh yeah, the Lawrence brothers. There is so much hype and buzz, and there always has been. I feel on Jet Lawrence. But because of a great Supercross campaign and because we've already seen what he can do outdoors, I feel like the Hunter Lawrence hype is rivaling for this series, if not exceeding the Jet Lawrence hype. A lot of belief that either one of these brothers could get it done. People are buzzing about them. The Geico Honda team is gone, but most of the personnel is over there. And these two guys raced for that Geico Honda team in previous years. The only guy that's gone is the guy who wrote the press releases. It's really sad. So the Lawrence brothers... Who do I rank first? Is it Hunter or is it Jet? Steve, where are you on the Lawrence Brothers coming into 2021 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross? Okay, so I'm glad you went to me first. Oh. I feel like you two jerkies 100% think Jet will have more points than Hunter at the end of the year. This Nationals. Incorrect. Is that... No, uh, JT, you have already in text messages really sung the praises of Hunter, okay? Yeah. You, you can't go back on that now. 
No, no, I, I said incorrect. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Hunter train. That he he said I he said his premise was that I would be picking Jet. I see. Okay, yes. Yeah. So whatever Matt said, you disagree, right? So you're picking Hunter over Jet, and Steve, you're picking Hunter over Jet. Yes, I'm picking Hunter over Jet. Uh, Jet will be fast. Jet may have like the moto win more moto wins than Hunter at the end of the season, but I think I think Hunter is higher in points at the end of the year. Yes, and that's kind of the buzz I'm hearing throughout the industry. A lot of watch for 41, watch for 41. That is Hunter Lawrence. Look, Hunter's awesome. Hunter's won outdoor motos before. Hunter's won GPs before. We know he's great outdoors, and he was shockingly good in Supercross. So shocking that it probably almost sounds like an insult. Like, the fact that he was a title contender and won a race is probably making him think, like, what? You guys thought it was going to be terrible? But I think he did surprise people how good he was. But Jed is good, dude. Jed is good. Oh, Jed is good. JT, did you catch that from our from Weech? <laughs> That's great insight. Yeah, Jed is good. This is your this is your broadcast voice of the summer, everybody. Jed is good. <laughs> Jed is good. All right. As he wins a moto, I'm going to use it as my call. Now, look. Yes, everyone thinks Jed is good. Yes, you think I'm not breaking any ground. We're not going to put a big red banner over the Racer X site breaking news. Jed is good. But I think people are discounting how consistent Jet actually is. Everybody's like, yeah, he's fast. He's too young. He crashed away. Can have too many highs and lows. Uh, last year, outdoors, he was super consistent. He didn't finish the two mud motos at Loretta's because his bike blew up. It's hard to write the press release that day, let me tell you. And he had an eighth. Everything else was in the top six. Every other moto for the rest of the year. One eighth, two DNFs in a mud race, and top six in every other race. He did really good at the end of the year. Better and better, even winning at the end. I know that Jed has had some that, highlight that, crashes in Supercross. We know that we know that Jet's going to be great. That's why there's even an argument between who's going to do better. If we didn't think that Jet was going to be great, there would be wouldn't even be a controversy. My point is the consistency of Jet outdoors is underrated. He's had too many high-profile crashes in Supercross. That doesn't happen outdoors. I see no reason why Jet won't have a solid summer. And with the speed that we know he already has, why can't yep. he win this title? I agree he will. But I, I think him being 17, he's just not there yet. The Jet train is coming. When Jet's 19, 20, 21, the same age that Hunter is now, he'll be a little older, a little wiser, a little stronger. His body will have matured a little bit more. And I think that will give him the strength, really. At 17, it's really difficult to go beat the likes of a guy like Jeremy Martin, who is a seasoned champion and, and knows every aspect and every inch of these racetracks. I think that's a really daunting task, even for Hunter, who has raced the MX2 class in Europe. He's, he's won motocross of nations motos. Like he has so much more experience and he's four years older than jet. I just think that strength factor comes in a little bit. And, and I think there is too, no matter how you look at it mentally at 17, it's hard to say someone is, is the favorite to win a Lucas Oil Pro motocross championship. That's where I come down. Maybe I'm proven wrong, but I just think that's a big ask for a 17 year old. Um, question for, for you, Weech. You know how some riders in the motos, they jump in the, uh, the, the Tupperware containers full of water to cool down? Yes. Do you think Jack just jumps in one full of money? No, uh, <laughs> his agent's already in there. I, if, oh, okay. if there's room all for right, two. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, because there's, there's Jet Lawrence is raking it in, and good for him, uh, uh, but he's absolutely crushing it for the 250 class, and I bet you he, he sits in a pile of money to cool off in between motos the last time we saw hunter fully healthy he won one moto got passed super late by ac at paula would have won that one led led another one for a long time 
So, yeah, coming off that Supercross season, like, why can't he do that again? All the reasons JT laid out, this dude's raced the MXDN, this dude's raced MX2. Hunter Lawrence will finish ahead of Jet Lawrence in the points this summer, people. Now, we're only comparing the Lawrence brothers to each other. Obviously, they would like to win the title. And I can guarantee you, if you tell Jet Lawrence, probably Hunter, hey, Jeremy Martin's a little banged up. Can you beat Justin Cooper for this title? Jet Lawrence and probably Hunter would say all day long and twice on Sunday, we know how Jet feels about Justin Cooper. He is not intimidated by Justin Cooper, as we saw some shenanigans between them late last year. But the last couple of years, we've also said, oh, man, that Honda. Man, that Honda 250 against the Yamaha 250. And that was a big problem for J-Mart last year. So can either of the Lawrence brothers, just because of the motorcycle, can they go after the Yamaha guys? Steve, I'll start with you on that one. Uh, I absolutely think they can. I'm mm -hmm. also here for the Lawrence brothers and Forkner drama. Give me sign up for it. But no, the bike's better. I think it's a better bike than the Geico guys had. I think there's been a bit more dedication, a bit more focus on the one bike. I talked to somebody a couple of weeks ago. They told me, yeah, a lot more options than with Geico because now you only have to make two as opposed to Geico. Um, so yeah, seems like the bikes are better. Star bikes, still the best though, in my mind, but uh, the gap is closed. Okay. All right. Less of a problem. JT, you worry about that at all? It was a problem for Martin going after Ferrandis last year. What about the Lawrence brothers this time? I still think there's an advantage, but I would agree with Steve. Uh, the gap has been closed down and you saw Hunter and Jet getting good starts consistently. And uh, yeah, I just think it's a credit to factory Honda. And there could be something to what Steve said too, when you're when you're only worried about building parts for two guys, you can really open up the gamut for what's possible. Right. And, and on top of that, you're dealing with factory Honda where it, it seems at times that sky's the limit on technology and resources. Okay. So we've covered Honda versus Yamaha. We've got the monster energy pro circuit Kawasaki riders in the mix. Here is the strange thing of almost all motorcycle racing on the planet. This 250 motocross class in the United States is maybe the only one where you don't immediately start talking about KTM riders or riders on bikes that are within the KTM group, which includes now Gas Gas and also Husqvarna, near the top. We're seeing it in every type of racing around the world, but for some reason, the 250 class in America has been tough on the Austrian brands. they got a bunch of young guys, and we'll discuss all of them in a second. I guess the most established guy would be the rock star Husqvarna veteran now of the class, RJ Hampshire, uh, so I'll start with him, and then we'll talk about the kids. Steve, last year you were big on the Hampshire train. Where are you with Hampshire coming into outdoors this summer? Bested in the RJ train. Um, yeah, he's, he's he, he'll give you everything he's got. He, he's gnarly. He'll uh, certainly crush it. And I think, um, you, you know, hopefully free, right? That's the big part. Like, can he, can he stay injury-free? So far, he hasn't really shown us that he can. Uh, unfortunately, but I think he'll be in the mix. I mean, he'll be strong, but man, just like with Forkner and Nichols, like, I don't know if, if RJ can make it through 24 motos. That's a tough deal. He can't seem to be able to make it through eight supercrosses, but in the mix, top fives, top threes. Yes. Uh, if he's still healthy. Yeah. He was quietly third in points for most of the year last year. And even got an overall during the double header at Redbud. But then of course, huge crashes at the end and then it slipped away from him. So where are you on uh, RJ, a fellow Floridian uh, of yours, JT? Well, the key is just going to be, can he stay healthy? 
you know, he was winning and on winning form last year. Those, those Loretta rounds, you could really put him in there with anybody, right? The crashes kept him out of it. And, and of course he's coming off of another injury again, but I think he's doing the same thing that Austin Forkner's doing. He's looking at the field saying, okay, who's a lot better than me in this field, right? I don't really see anybody that I can't beat. You know, J-Mart's my biggest worry, but we don't know. Uh, so I think he has to like the look of it. You know, you remove the champion. And anytime you remove a champion, a prior champion from the series, everybody starts clamoring for this is my time. And I think RJ has to be lumped into that. He's a veteran. He's on a, a race-winning proven machine. He just did it last summer. So I, my biggest thing with RJ is I think the first rounds will be tough. He's a Florida guy. Florida guys don't generally do as well when you go to a track like Paula where the star guys practice there every Tuesday. Like that's literally their home practice track. The pro circuit guys ride there quite a bit. Joe Shimoda, that's his home practice track as well. So I think it's going to be difficult at the first rounds. But once you get past that, if he can make it through that and he's in the championship hunt, I think the series really opens up for him and he gets to some tracks where he could do some damage. The Southwicks, the Spring Creeks, those are tracks that will suit him very well. He's just got to get to that point and still be relevant when we get there. Yeah, it did help RJ that they started with back-to-back rounds at Loretta's last year, which is about as polar opposite of starting the series in uh, Fox Raceway Apala this year as you can get. Okay, so now here's the kids. The KTM is hoping one of these kids hooks up. I mean, the it is mind-boggling to me the success that KTM has in the 250 class MX2 in the GPs. They're virtually unbeatable, untouchable. They cannot find the formula in the 250 class. So here's the kids that they're counting on. The young guys for Rockstar Husky are Jalik Swole, who is in his second year. Styles Robertson in his first full season. Raced a few last year after Loretta's. Uh, the Red Bull Troy Lee Designs Gas Cast team has Moseman, Michael Moseman, and Pierce Brown. And then KTM has a true rookie with Max Voland. And you'll probably get the GNCC champ, Caleb Russell, in there as well. He was supposed to race the whole series. He broke his jaw, actually. And I talked to Caleb this week, and he's already riding earlier than he was supposed to. Hopes to be back by high point. But obviously, he missed a lot of critical prep time. So I don't even know where we would have slotted him in in the first place. And now he's coming off of injury. So that's a lot of young guys between uh, Volan and Brown and Moseman and Robertson and Small. Any standouts, any takes that you guys got? Can KTM Group get one of these dudes toward the front? Steve, I know you're huge in the amateur scene and the kids. I know you're big on that. <laughs> Your question was, can KTM get anything from these kids, right? Yeah, is one of them going to break out? Is, is one of these no, guys going to be no, the guy? No. No. My question, my answer is no. JT? <laughs> I was really curious to see what Caleb Russell was going to do when he was healthy. I don't, I don't think he could win, but I thought he just added so much spice and variety. And, you know, we had so many questions about how is this transition going to be? But, you know, with guys like Boland and a lot of these guys, I think they have so much learning to do in this class, uh, and they're going to be stacked up against some serious contenders. I think if they can find their way to be consistently top 10 riders and build off of that going into 2022, that will be deemed a success. I just don't see any of those guys breaking out and being like, oh, man, where did he come from, a la Nate Thrasher and Supercross this year? Here is my hope that if these guys are solid hovering around that top 10, that the teams do not give up on them and keep them and let them keep developing from there. I think, I think Moseman was probably on the verge at times of falling out of the system. They've held on to him. Pierce Brown, been around now two years. Same thing could happen if it, doesn't, if it doesn't materialize. We see too often the teams go all in with the dudes. And then as soon as they're just top 10 guys, and I'm going to mention some in just a second who are on a different team now, as they're just top 10 guys, the teams give up on them. 
So I'm hoping so these guys question, can all have a stay in there. Yeah. Are we lumping gas gas in with KTM? Uh, why? It why seems like we? you are. Yes. Well, I don't know. I gas gas is their own brand. So I, I don't know if you want to do that with Husky as well, or I, I don't know where that's you're why I'm throwing the all together. The, the Volan KTM, okay. the Mosman gas gas. Mosman was on rockstar Husky last year. Swole okay. Robertson. Can some of these the guys one, hit for any of these? Okay. The one caveat I'll throw in there is Mosman. I think Mosman has the potential to be a, a podium guy on more than one occasion. The other guys, I think it's going to be challenging. Uh, I think top tens are where they need to be. If you're, if you're giving me Moseman out of that group, like gas gas, then I, I will, I think he rises above the other ones. And if mentally he can hold it together, just like Supercross, it was all mental, right? Stay off the ground. Don't blow it. Don't do anything stupid. I think he could be on the podium. Well, he's just further ahead of these guys in years, and that's the difference. They didn't yep. give up on him. They kept him on the team, and now he was on the verge of winning Supercross races this year, which is where Robertson and Swole and Pierce Brown could be if they keep them. But it's been a puzzling thing to me how KTM has done so well in every single thing around the world except 250, specifically motocross. Uh, maybe Volan's the guy eventually. We'll see. But they, I guess they all need time. Ah, there's and so, he's already weighed in. So many different variables there, but I, I get your point. Hey. Big changes with the gas gas guys and as far as they're not on Alden Baker anymore, right? They they kind of looked at their lack of success and made a plea with KTM, like, hey, let's try something different because, you know, what we've been doing isn't working. Uh, they've got a new trainer going over there at some point here. Um, so maybe the gas gas guys kind of pull away from the other guys, um, Styles and, and Mosman and these guys. So, That'll be an interesting thing to look at. I'm not saying they will for sure, but that's an interesting thing to look at anyways. Yeah, well, it just shows they're trying. They're, they're turning over rocks to try to turn these young kids. It just keeps not hitting the way they want, and maybe maybe this will be the year or, or some of the changes will manifest themselves. All right, I'm going to mention the uh, series here. You can watch all the shows, Mav TV, First Motos, Second Motos, NBCSN, and a couple motos we'll have on the big NBC network. That's always good. It brings in a much larger audience, gets some eyeballs on the sport. And if you're a super fan, we recommend just continue your subscription to Peacock that you probably already had from Monster Energy Supercross, and you can watch all four motos live on your phone, which is awesome in summertime when you're probably out doing stuff on a Saturday. And we have an exclusive practice show. Myself and Grant Langston in the booth. We'll have Will Christian and Ashley Raynard on our broadcast this year. Good to have Ashley on board. She does a great job at Supercross. So that's fun. And uh, promotocross.com, get your tickets. We'll have fans at these races. Uh, now, there is, there is another brand to discuss here. The RM Army... They're alive, and yes, they're kicking. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Bar X Suzuki, which was essentially Suzuki's amateur team, they are now a pro team. We did see them a bit in Supercross. Uh, they will have Derek Drake, and they will have Schwartz on the team as well. Drake's the perfect example. Like Drake was a, getting a lot of motos in that 9 to 12 range, and it wasn't enough to keep his ride with KTM. Drake has talent. There's no doubt about it. And Schwartz is fun to watch, dude. That kid goes for it. He's definitely fast. So who knows? JT, you were a former RM Army guy, maybe they can do something here. Yeah, it's going to be challenging. Uh, you know, I think they were, you know, the, the Suzuki crew was fortunate to have Alex Martin. He's a veteran. He's won before. Uh, he has the pedigree to do really well in this class. Where I think this year you're dealing with a much younger crowd and their, their, you know, track record of success just isn't there yet. So, I kind of put them into that. Let's hope to get into the top 10 grouping. I think if they find themselves in the top 10, that's a successful day. And I really think it's just about managing expectations 
if anybody thinks that, you know, this, this Suzuki effort is going to end up winning a moto like troll train did last year. I just don't see that in the cards. I don't see even Derek Drake, who is really talented. We saw him running around in the top 10 last year on TLD KTM. I think coming off an injury, he's not on the same level of equipment in my mind. I think the factory KTM has a significant step above what the bike he's going to be on this year it's going to be challenging. So as long as you keep in mind what success is defined by, and for me, that's getting in the top 10, then I think there is a chance for success, but it's all going to play out in front of us. Um, I just hope they don't think that not getting a top five all season is a failure because I think that's a really unfair expectation. Well, it all goes back to equipment in the 250 class. And even when it was 125, two strokes, it was the same thing. The bike being fast essentially has a much larger effect on things than it does in the 450s. So we talk a little more rider-based in our 450 preview shows and a little more team and brand-based in our 250 shows. And that also includes some of the other, say, privateer-type teams that are trying to get in there. We know in the 450 class, you see privateers on bikes off the showroom floor ride well. 250 class, that is really hard. So, for example, we have the Club MX team, which had been racing Supercross only, they did do some stuff in Canada through the years. They're going to be racing. They had Garrett Marchbanks, who has not raced outdoors in a while. But at one point, he was considered right there with a Cincerolo, Forkner-level, Kawasaki's guy, talent. They chose not to bring him back. Pub MX, to help him, is going to race outdoors. Our buddy Phil Nicoletti on the team in a 450. And uh, Joey Crown will be on the team as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, can these not-quite-factory, and I think even Suzuki doesn't consider Barrax full-factory. They're like a support team. There is not a great track record for the non-factory teams in 250s breaking through. I'll be very curious to see. I'm glad Club MX is doing it. We'll see how they do. At least they brought Phil to the races, so we're happy about that. But Steve, as you always said, it's tough in this class. It's a privateer. If you don't have the factory motor, it is hard. Yeah, it really is. It, 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 like you said, we you touched on it. The equipment is huge. A um, couple things, though. I'm, I was impressed with Schwartz last summer when he, he rode the first round. Remember Loretta's? Then he took the rest of the summer off raced the last two rounds. I thought he was terrific, looked in shape. I hope he's not like battle scarred from Supercross, right? And just got knocked down in confidence and all of that. And I hope we see that same Dylan Schwartz come out because him and Nate Thrasher raced the same amount of motos at the end of the year, the last four. They both raced the last four. Schwartz only had four less points than Thrasher on a worse bike. So, you know, that that's just something to keep in mind. I, I was impressed with Schwartz. I think Apollo crashed in the first turn, dead last, worked his way up to 12th or 11th by the end and still charging. Very impressive ride. I told him so uh, when I interviewed him after the race. So I like Schwartz. He's a hard charger. Keep an eye open. I just hope Supercross didn't ruin him. And as far as the club guys, yeah, Joey Crown. Let's just hope he gets some good health, man. I like Joey Crown. A good dude, good starter. Can really do something. March Banks, hey, he's faster than Phil. So he's got that going for him. So I have, I have one question for you, Steve. Yeah. Sorry, on the like Dylan Schwartz's results, and he and he did ride very well. Kudos to him last year. My only concern there is I feel that this class, especially at the beginning, we'll see how it pans out, but it's much deeper than it was in that field that we saw at Thunder Valley and Paula to end the series. It was a really depleted field going into those last rounds. So hopefully Schwartz steps up and it doesn't matter but I think he's going to have to get better starts in this field to do well. And that was his biggest kind of concern last year was bad starts. And he found his way to the front, but it's, it's just going to be a, a bigger challenge this year. I feel four less points in Thrasher, dude, four less points in Thrasher. 
I, we try to cover all this stuff making. on TV so you can see how deep this field is and the dudes that maybe go down on the first turn and charge to a 12th like Schwartz. But it is hard to get 40 riders and 40 stories covered on television. I'm sure you folks have complained about it a time or two. So, Steve, if you want to actually see this stuff, if you want to see every rider on the track, you have to go to the races, right? That's what you got to do. Got to go to the races. Otherwise, how are you going to know what happens? Because the guys in the broadcast booth are clueless. So you got to go there uh, to see what's going on. I was just trying to put a plug in to go to promotocross.com and buy your tickets because they're allowing fans back at the races. That's all I was trying to do, okay? Okay. You're ruthless, ruthless. Langston's great. That's our 250 show. Did we miss anybody in the 250 classes? Pretty wild cardi. Uh, I thought Star Racing would have Levi Kitchen, who is their new outstanding amateur, along with several others that they have. But I don't think he's going to race to start the series. I, he said he's going to Loretta's. Uh, so we'll have more guys jumping in late after Loretta's is over in August for the back half of the series. But uh, I don't know if there's any other names. Some kid will probably surprise us. They weren't thinking about. I don't think we brought up Swole. Jalik Swole? He was part we of that did. group. We mentioned them. Yeah. Part of that group. He lumped everybody, everybody in the KTM. Right. The whole yeah. field was under the KTM umbrella. I gave you guys a chance to pick a name out of that hat. I'm interested in um, Ty Masterpool. I don't know what he's doing. Don't yeah. even know if he's alive still. Uh, he raced Gas Gas and Supercross. Better outdoor guy than in guy than indoor. Good starter. We saw him, you know, like, I'm not calling Ty Masterpool to win or get top fives, but maybe he opens some eyes outdoors um, if he's ready to go and everything else. So uh, Ty Masterpool, I would keep an eye on uh, as far as that goes. We didn't mention Jared Fry. Disappointing Supercross. Huge outdoor series for him this year because, as we know, the star guys aren't afraid to send people uh, pack in if it doesn't work out. And uh, I guess finally, um, you know, what about Marty? Marty. Marty, did he Marty? announce his retirement for the 450 <laughs> Supercross class just to get back into the 250s? No, 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 no. Marty will be resurfacing here in the 250 class in a non-racing role. Oh, okay. All right. So not quite breaking news, but almost breaking news here. We'll see Marty, which allows us to keep bringing Marty up in these shows. Marty will be at the races. Is that what we're saying? At some point, I believe so. All right, that's good. Marty, Marty's good people. We like having Marty around. And again, yes, we like having reasons to keep bringing up him and James Stewart. See, I just did it on our show. Also, Mumphy. Big summer for Mumphy. Yes, Parson Mumford cross, with so, the uh, yep. Chaparral Honda FXR Chaparral team. Yep, absolutely. Okay, yep. so title time. Title pick time. We have to do this. Put on the let on the uh, gotta go on the edge. Weege, who you got? It's right over me. Right there. I'm going jet. Huge risk. I'm going right on the limb. I'm going jet. He's good. I heard he's good. He's good. He's, yeah, and he's Jet's more good. consistent. He's more consistent outdoors than people are giving credit for. Go ahead and JJ. throw that on the breaking news. Breaking news column there, Weege. Uh, I'm going to go J-Mart. I'm going to go J-Mart. I think he's going to find a way to get it done. Um, I almost went Justin Cooper, but... I think if J Mark can just manage this injury, I think he has a big enough edge over the field that he doesn't have to be a hundred percent the whole time. I think his consistency, I think he'll, he'll have his good days where he goes one, one, and that'll be enough. Of course, if, if the injury gets him, it gets him. But I think if he can do 24 motos, I think he's the class of the field by quite a bit. You look at how, 
how much of an advantage those two, and I say he and Dylan Ferrandis had over the field last year, it was a runaway at a lot of races. And, and it was a, you know, a, a foregone conclusion who was going to win at one of those two, right? It was like, oh, who's going to win today? So I think if he's anywhere near that level, it might be a bit of a runaway. Uh, the injury is really the X factor. Well, if Jmart, I said this at the top, if Jmart races 24 motos, he is your champion. Uh, JT just mentioned that. I believe that. We agree on it. However, I don't know if he's going to race 24 motos. Kind of worried about these couple of things. So, therefore, my champion will be Justin Cooper. All right. Three different opinions. No waffling here. I like it. Uh, so, there we go. It's, it's going to be interesting. A 250 class that is really hard to pin down exactly which way it's going to go. And a 450 class that is super, super deep. That should lead to Can I ask one question? Mm-hmm. Can I ask Only one question? One. On, yeah. Justin, on Justin Cooper, Steve, what was going on at some of the races last year? Because – if you could take some of those weird motos out of Justin Cooper's 2020 season, I may have just picked Justin Cooper to be this champion, but there were some, some motos and rounds last year. Spring Creek comes to mind. A few of them where I was just scratching my head. I had no idea what I was watching from Justin Cooper and I couldn't get that image out of my head when I had to make my pick. Well, he got third in a moto at Melville last year in one moto. Um, his, his weirdness came early on. And there was talk of like getting being injured and coming in a little. Remember, the the SLC Supercross series didn't go well for him after the break. It was kind yep. of dealing with an injury, injury or sickness. I don't remember. Maybe Weege knows. And I think that he hurt his carried... chest, so he had t- trouble breathing at altitude, and he wasn't okay. good at the beginning of outdoors too. Yeah. Yeah, but then uh, whatever hurt him got better, and then uh, the second half of the season to me was typical Justin Cooper. He was back on point. Uh, he did have that weird moto at Millville. But generally speaking, he was better as the season went on. So to me, I feel like that was that was the issue early on last year. But he's past that. He's generally been ultra, ultra consistent. It was weird that he had motos at the beginning of the year. He wasn't. The rest of his career has pretty much been a podium guy the whole time. Will that be enough? Is it Justin Cooper's time? Is it Jeremy Martin's time finally again? Or is someone else going to jet toward the front? Or will someone maybe hunt her down a championship? Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, you wow. like that. I mean, maybe, maybe one of the rookies could come and like thrash the field. You know, there's so many. Before we go, neither one of you commented on Troll Train. And I realize you both both did that to kind of probably stop me from yelling and screaming. What are you talking about? I was talking about the Suzuki guys don't have the talent that Alex Martin is to support. That was in reference to another rider. That was in reference to the RM Army. That wasn't in reference to Troll Train. We were talking about about Troll Train. He was talking about the the other Yamaha guy. When I spoke about Troll Train, neither one of you, we just quickly moved on. Uh, we need this is very quickly. fitting. This is exactly what I wanted right there. It, it's Steve's face to go away and so, just show Steve Matz's iPad. Emma, I mean, where are we at, We, Your honor. Uh, right there, right down to the final moto. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going with the young guy, <laughs> Jet, but, man, it's going to be tough. Thank you. Yes. Troll train will be six then points. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Cool. We got to go. <laughs> that's it. I, that's not an out. insult. That's not that's an not insult. insult. It's he was not. six. Oh my. He's, he was six last year with a broken leg and an RM army bike. Like, what are you talking about? He's on blue crew now. Oh, Don't I, forget. He left 50 we'll points see. to the table at, uh, yeah, right. year, JT. Yeah, he left 50 points out there. 
He did. I say six. The, the field is much deeper this year. I think I think six is very respectful on a privateer equipment. I will bet you one hundred dollars he's higher than six hundred points. Ooh, this is good. I got the gavel ready. Uh, we will we will determine the fines and the better. fees at the end of the season. So fifth fifth or better? Sixth or better. No, no, no. You just said higher than sixth. I, if it's sixth, I'm literally exactly right. So how could I lose the bet if I'm exactly right? Sixth or better. <laughs> no, that, I said he was going to get sixth. Okay. You can't take okay. my place away. Okay, okay. He had 242 points last year. He will have more than that this year, a $100 bet. No, it's 12 rounds, you moron. Oh, yeah. He tried. <laughs> he tried. He tried to sneak that one by you. Um, all right, all right the know. judge rules hundred dollars on the line top five or not for troll train five or top five or better i'm down five or better i'm I'm good let me consult with troll and get back to you <laughs> very to be continued. very interesting very will, interesting i will put this on twitter stay tuned at publix on twitter and i will let you people know in the next few days all right. Well, hey, thanks for watching, everybody. And uh, yeah, watch Steve's Twitter. There's lots of great stuff on there. Also, thanks to uh, New Ray Toys, Max's Tires. I got a set actually right here. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Max's Tires that make great stuff for your dirt bike, cars, your truck, trailers, mountain bikes. They're like the only tire company, I think, that literally makes something for every single category. And also, of course, Fly Racing Gear. Uh, I wear it myself. And I got to say, the mesh stuff is shocking how much of a difference it makes. And it's summertime, folks. You're going to enjoy that. For Steve Mathis and Jason Thomas and everyone here at RacerX, enjoy Lucas Oil Pro Motocross coming to you end of May. Round one, go to promotocross.com for your tickets and all your information. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, 
it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience. Did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go by.